Hi everybody. I just want to welcome you to Hope in the Pain. My name is Kim Peek and I've just been sharing uh, some of my journey that I'm going on and just trying to be an encouragement and inspiration to you. But today, what we're going to talk about are things I hate. Again, welcome to Hope in the Pain. Again, I just want to welcome you. And again, what we're talking about today are things that I hate. Don't worry, it's not going to end up negative. But um, I thought that would be something that I would just share with you guys. And I'm sure that sometimes you all um, resonate with some of the things I'm going to talk about. So we're going to talk about the things I hate. And then we're going to turn that around and replace it with things that are just a blessing in life. So let's start out. First of all, I hate the pain. And I think that anyone who has pain can understand that, right? We don't like the pain. Even if we uh, find good in our life out of things that um, God is doing, the pain itself is something that we don't like. So that's number one. Number two, I really miss being the helper, thinking about ways that I can help other people and do things for other people. So much of my life was spent with that, and that's so hard to do right now. So I really hate not being able to do that. The next thing I want to talk about is kind of a funny one. Uh, I don't know that it reaches to the level of hate, but I really don't like not being able to cook like I used to. I used to read cookbooks all the time, although that's kind of transferred to looking at Pinterest. I tried new recipes. I loved cooking in so many ways and planning. I loved the planning. And now so much of that is gone, at least for now. Number four is actually something I really do hate. And that is not being able to exercise or hike. I used to get up in the morning and most mornings I would go to the foothills, which are just about five minutes from my house. I would take my dog. My dog's 13 right now. She and I are both getting old together. But, you know, I love that. And it just started off my day in such a great way. And I realized, too, it gave me energy. You know, exercise gives energy which spawns really good mental and emotional health. And that's kind of a cycle, right? And so for me, I've had so much pain lately. I've done very little exercise except other than stretch, other than just, um, you know, very minimum. And I miss it. I, I did enjoy it. I would do things that I enjoyed. I wasn't some big time athlete, but I would do things I enjoyed. And doing that just allowed me to have more energy, which really did spawn great, you know, improved emotional and mental health. So now I find myself not doing that, which I know is decreasing my energy just, you know, somewhat. Um, and, and it's just not that emotional boost that I that I used to have. And, you know, I have MS if uh, you haven't been watching. Um, and if you haven't, welcome. I'm so glad that you're watching. But 
What I've shared is that I have MS and you know, one of the big symptoms of MS is fatigue. And so not only do I combat it with MS, but again, also I'm not getting that energy from being able to get out and be really active. And actually I could have put that at the top of my list as number one. Um, have a number four. These are not in any order, but I could have put it at number one because that has been so instrumental in my life. The next one that I hate, and this one I would say reaches to the level of hate, is not traveling. Oh my gosh, I love to travel. And you know, as a family, we've uh, been to Europe a couple times. Oh, actually three times now. We actually spent a summer in Europe, which was amazing. Uh, we've traveled to many states in the US, which has been awesome, Mexico, Canada, and I love to travel so much. I love so much about it. I love planning. I love going. I love, you know, finding what souvenirs I want to bring back to remember my trip, the pictures, making a book of the of the trip that we had. Um, it's kind of funny when um, we've traveled as a whole family, I would always be saying to the kids, wait, pose. I want to take a picture. And after a while, they're just like, mom, really another one. And I know that they thought I overdid it on the pictures, but do you know what? I love looking at those pictures. And especially now, now that my kids are grown, I love looking back and remembering those trips and those pictures take me back. So I love everything about traveling. And I was the kind of person you could ask my mom about this. She always kind of thought it was funny, but I'd go on a trip, travel somewhere, but I would always know when the next trip was because I loved it so much. Always had something in the hopper. And so now I rarely travel. Uh, we, uh, my husband and I, we did manage to go to Kansas City a couple of months ago and visit his mom, which was awesome. It was, you know, it's hard for me to travel, right? And we have to make sure we stay in a place where I can rest well and we have to have the schedule whereas I can get enough rest and uh, take all that into consideration. And, and you know, that makes it difficult, but I was so glad we got to go. And, um, you know, we're just hoping that we'll find ways that I can travel. You know, both my husband and I, we, we really... Um, critique our travels as to what works and what doesn't so that hopefully we can get back to a little travel, even though it'll never probably be like it was. The next thing on my list of things I hate is not hanging out with my kids doing things as much. You know, um, our kids are, are really cool and now two of them are married. So the five of them, you know, they're all, um, active. They all do really interesting things. And, and I just wish I could go do things with them, you know, travel or just do things around town. And it's really difficult for me to do. Um, a lot of times what ends up happening is, you know, uh, it's that dinner we have as a family dinner, um, we're not really going out as much like we used to. We're doing at home, which which is fine. But it's just not the level of activity I used to have. And, you know, I just want to do things with my kids. And it's really difficult to do that most of the time. The next thing on my list is hanging out with friends. You know, I, 
I also just hate not being able to um, go out with my friends and do fun things with them as much. Um, so all those things, um, you know, I kind of jokingly say some of them I hate, but those are things that are really hard. And, um, you know, one of my friends um, talks with me about, you know, just things I've lost. And these are all things I've, I've kind of lost to a large degree, some of them completely. Um, and, and I do, you know, hope in the pain. I have hope that um, I'm going to get some of these back to some degree or at least be able to do more. But for now, um, and for my life to some degree, these are losses. And I think it's really important to call out losses in our life. Um, you know, this is a list I, I again, I kind of jokingly laid it, um, named it things I hate. But we need to name those things. A lot of people say to journal them. Um, a lot of people say going to a counselor can be really helpful. Um, just sharing it with a friend. There, there's something that you need to do to get these losses spoken in your life. You know, loss in our life, um, we grieve. We grieve losses. And I think, um, you know, in the last few years, um, I've heard so many people talk about um, grieving the losses and not just losing a loved one, but um, to, to grieve any loss in your life. And I think it's important to name these so that you can kind of do that grieving process um, so, so that you don't just kind of get stuck and you get angry, you get bitter, um, just um, it, you get um, depressed I know we may go through some of those negative emotions and those negative phases um, as we deal with the loss. We we deal with the grief, um, but you know the the um, the point of grief is that it's a cycle, and that we don't stay stuck there. Yeah, we may always be sad about losses in our life. You know, I'm never going to not miss these things, but am I looking for the hope? Am I looking for, you know, the blessings that come in spite of those losses? Do I get to that point? And, you know, that's what I've really focused on is not staying stuck, being discouraged, being depressed, but being able to see, you know, what I still have in my life. What are the things that I love in my life? And it, this is a reality that I deal with the loss, that I deal with the pain, but it also can be the reality that we see blessings and we see new things in our life uh, to make still life really good. So what did I do with my list of things I hate? You know, I wrote this list down and then what I did is I did exactly what I just talked about. I tried to look for the blessings in my life in spite of these losses. Um, and, and when I looked at that, I was able to replace each thing I hate with something that's just really a blessing, really sweet in my life that um, I believe God has brought to my life. And when I look for those things, life is still good. In many ways, life is still good. It's not exactly what I want in some ways. And I don't have to give up hope that some of those things, again, will come back to some degree. 
But I don't want to stay angry and just locked in discouragement all the time. Life is too short for that. So what I want to do now is share with you the list of, I guess you could call it replacements. You know, the things that when I looked at this list of things I hate, you know, what I am seeing replace those in my life. So let's go down the list again. But this is where we're putting the positive note in it. So the first one I said is I hate the pain, which again, I think is pretty understandable. You know, um, my friend um, said something the other day when we were together. She talked about how, you know, everything here is temporary. As a Christian, we're really looking to what's coming more than what we have. And I think that pain has really made me focus on that, right? Um, when we think about everything around us being temporary and our eternal life being what, you know, we're going to and what we can focus on, pain really makes me focus on what is to come because I know that there will be no pain there. And, you know, sometimes it's so easy just to get wrapped up in our life here, to kind of get tunnel vision of what's going on, to let the, the problems kind of overtake us. But when we look at this being temporary, it really helps hope in what's to come and focus on what's to come. Okay, the next thing I said that I hate is not being able to reach out to other people, be a helper, you know, help other people that usually I am the one who's being helped now. But I have to tell you, that has been such a blessing. And and to see um, just how many people want to help and just um, to see the number of people that have said to me, you know, you and Doug have um, helped so many people and given so much over the last several years as my husband's a pastor and we've been at this church for over 25 years. And, you know, that's just been a blessing to see that people um, feel that way, to see that people really see uh, the the ministry we've done. And I, I can't even tell you how much that means. In fact, um, right now it's spring where I live, and um, this Saturday, my son um, is gathered about 10 or 12 people that are going to come over Saturday morning and help us catch up on like yard work. You know, that's one thing that's behind. Obviously, I'm not out there doing um, a lot of yard work, and my husband, bless his heart, he um, is a minister. He takes care of so much here at home. And so um, it hasn't been something that he's taken on a lot of big projects. And I've got to tell you, just the, the thought of all these people coming over to help us is just kind of overwhelming to me. And, you know, that's something I need to just look at and, and just see as a blessing and, and realize I'm not in a position right now to help others very much, but I can see just the relationships we have and how people are giving back to us. Next thing I said that I hate is not cooking, not getting to do the planning and the dreaming about food and enjoying the food I make and, and just all of that, right? Well, let me tell you what. My sister-in-law 
has started cooking for me. She and I are on this special diet developed by an MS, I'm sorry, a doctor that has MS. And she is going far beyond anything I could have imagined. She is making food. She's really getting into this diet. Uh, She's doing it too. And we are going to see what this does for my body. I am so grateful to her. I, I just can't even imagine how much time she is spending cooking all these meals. But, you know, she'll show up with a bag with all these single serving Pyrex dishes with these, you know, salads and these vegetables and these meat dishes. And I'm just blown away. She made yogurt. She made yogurt out of coconut milk. I'm, I'm like, how do you even do that? You know what I'm saying? She uh, has made these little smoothies and and frozen them in little uh, muffin tins so that I have these single size little smoothies so I can, you know, thaw out like three at a time or whatever. She made granola, which granola is different because there's no grains um, in this diet. And so it's like nuts and coconut and things. And it's just amazing. This will forever be one of the most amazing things anyone's ever done for me. And you know, along with that, I, like I said, I really love to cook. And so lasagna is one of my uh, best dishes, I have to say. Um, And I have my own recipe and I love to make it. I love to eat it, which is not an option now. But you know what I did? I made a lasagna this week and... um, gave some to my family. Um, but the other part of it, I went and I, um, gave to a single mom, a a friend of mine who is working so hard and, uh, she's going through some of her own pain issues. And I was able to make that for her and her kids. And it felt so good. Um, you know, just being able to make it, I realized is one thing I love to do. And so I'm like, you know, when I can, I can cook for other people. And so I'm super excited to see if I can do a little more of this. Okay, the next thing, like I said, could be number one almost. Not exercising, hiking um, in the foothills here where we live. And um, I have to tell you, I have um, gone on my first little walk today. Uh, It's been quite a while since I walked because of the pain I have. And I didn't go far. Um, and I, you know, did it at the time of the day I felt the best. And that's what I'm realizing. If I have pockets of time where I'm, you know, doing better, that's the time I can take and just do a little bit. And I'm so excited. Now, what I would love is that I'm able to walk a little more and a little more and a little more. And I'd love to get to the foothills, even though I can't, you know, hike at all and probably won't be like I used to to just even be able to go there and do a little bit. I mean, do you know what that would do for my spirits? Oh my gosh, I would be so thrilled. And so I always have that hope that I'm going to get back there, even at a small level. And I think that's what we need. We need hope that in some small way, we can experience those things we love. The next thing I said is really miss traveling. I miss traveling so much. And you know what, though? Because we haven't traveled much, really hardly at all, in the last couple of years, we've saved a lot of money. And I've seen that savings build up, and that's been really fun. And, you know, um, it just feels good 
to look at the savings, see that uh, amount and be able to do some things that, you know, we probably wouldn't have done. Um, you know, a couple of purchases, um, helping other people. And so I'm just looking at the positives of that. And also, again, really hoping we'll be able to have some travel at some level. The next thing um, I mentioned is really hate not being able to be active with my kids. Well, if you look at the thumbnail um, on you on the YouTube episode uh, for this, you'll see a picture of my son and me. And the reason he's in it with me is he sets up this whole studio and he does the lighting and he sets the cameras and he comes in, he tells me my hair looks good. He tells me, mom, you look fine. And he makes sure it's focused and it's so fun to do that with him. Another thing I mentioned is um, he and I used to go to coffee and that's been really tough to do very much. And so we go through the Starbucks drive-thru and it's usually a lot of cars in line. So we have a lot of time to hang out. So what I've learned with the kids is to adjust, to adjust things. And yeah, it may not be the active things like in my mind, I'd be doing with my grown kids all the time. But there's a way to adjust and spend time and have a great time. The other thing that's amazing is how I've seen my kids grow. Um, you know, my son Jake, when I ask him to help me, he's always like, sure, mom, he helps me. And then he's like, love you, mom. And he has been so sweet. My daughter, who lives out of town, she often texts or calls, how are you feeling, mom? And she wants to know and, and she really cares. My son, my older son, like I said, he is the one organizing this crew coming over to help us with our yard Saturday. And seeing the kids grow and be willing to help uh, me and my husband, you know, do different things, it's just been amazing. Now, I think uh, definitely they have this in them, not just because of my illness, but to be able to experience that and be the recipient of that is just really an amazing thing. I, I never thought about having with my kids, seeing how they're growing and, and just seeing how they've really stepped up. And and again, in a way, it really uh, grates on my pride because I'm like, I'm the parent, you know? Um, you know, I, I've always thought I don't want to be needed by my kids, um, but for them to be willing to help is really just so precious. The final thing I mentioned was not getting to hang out with my friends and do the things I used to do. Um, but you know what's amazing? I have several friends who have come to my house to visit me. And almost always, you know, they'll ask, hey, do you need anything? You need me to stop at the store? Do you want a coffee? And I've just been, again, so blessed and, and kind of humbled by how much they're willing to do that, right? Um, they understand that that's just easier for me than going somewhere. And it, it's just been, a, I, I just really treasure those times. So that's a list of things I hate and just how I've really tried to turn that around and, and you know, just see the blessings in those. And, and there's blessings in it all. And so I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to write out the list of things you hate. Um, and it may not be as strong as hate, but 
you know, if you're dealing with pain, if you're dealing with a difficult situation, there's some losses along the way in your life because of that. And as you deal with those, as you grieve those losses, as you go through that process, you're going to come out on the other side and you're going to see some blessings. Now, it won't look like you want it to look always. It won't look like you thought it would look. But if we're open to being blessed, they are there. The blessings are there. And it can be um, just things in our life that we never even thought about occurring. A few years ago, um, actually during COVID, at our church, we had these shirts made, FH Strong, our our church's foothills. and, And it was just kind of a... We all um, talked about being FH strong, you know, during that time. Um, That was a crazy time in our country. Everybody knows. But we didn't want to be, you know, um, live in fear. We didn't want to just, uh, you know, be living in a way that we felt like we were alone or that we had kind of lost our, you know, ability to do what we wanted in life. And so... um, we were FH strong. I'm wearing this shirt today because that's what I want to focus on, being strong in the ways that I can, right? Looking at what I can do, looking at what God's placed in front of me, and looking at the blessings, and just being strong, right? Sometimes it's really hard, and I've experienced this in the last couple of years, to be confident. Um, you know, for a while, I, I felt like I had lost all my confidence. But, you know, my strength comes from God and what he's doing in my life. It doesn't come from myself or my body, obviously, because MS takes away a lot of that. But if you focus on the things like I did, the positives, you're going to feel stronger. You're going to feel more confident. And that's the place we want to be. Now, we end every episode with words of hope. And today I want to focus on what I shared way at the beginning when I talked about having pain, right? And, and how I just hate that having pain and how, you know, to turn it around, to replace it, it's replaced with the hope of what is to come. I talked about how my friend talked about what's around us is temporary, but we're focusing on what is eternal. And uh, the words of hope I want to leave you with are 2 Corinthians 4.17. I want to read this. For our light and momentary afflictions are producing for us an eternal weight of glory that far outweighs them all. Let me read that again. For our momentary and light afflictions are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. I think I read that two different ways, but anyway, that's the verse. And that just keeps me focused on what is to come. And that's where my focus is. And that's where my love is. And that's where my hope is. And I hope that you can say the same thing for yourself. This has been Hope in the Pain. My name is Kim Peek. Thanks for joining us and go out there and love the life you have.